gifts and how sometimes we don't fully understand the value of a gift that is given. I think Christmas, we get so familiar with it that we lose how precious a gift it is. So God so loved us. Not only did he humble himself and became a man, but he knew from the very beginning when he was born, he knew what all he was going to be taking on. He knew all of the pain that he would experience. He knew all of the heartache. He knew all of the frustration. Think how many times with his disciples he, they would come to him. Lord, what did you mean by this? And, and these were his disciples. And okay, let me, let me explain it to you. He knew all of the pain that he would experience in life. But John 3.16, God so loved the world. He still loved you. Turn over to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. And verse 10. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This says God so loved us that he gave his son. God loves you more than you will ever understand. He loved you enough to send his most precious gift, his son, Jesus Christ. So we see that the greatness of God's love caused him to give. True love causes giving. God so loved that he gave. You know, in the world, we often hear that love is all about making us feel good and doing all these things. And the whole motive is us helping us making doing what I want. Do you know, do what you love. But we see that God's love, the perfect love, is a love that causes giving. It's not a consuming love. It is a giving love. And giving, the best kind of gift is the one that is most needed. Love is doing what is best for the one loved. So God so loved that it caused him to give the most perfect, precious gift. And that's what we see in 1 John 4, that God so loved that it caused him to take our place that we were deserving of. So turn over to uh, Luke chapter 2. And here we read the Christmas account. And think in your mind of God, his love for us, causing him to look down and seeing our need. And instead of, well, I'll leave them to figure it out. God's love was so moved that he sent his son. Now, if you have, if you have seen a newborn baby lately, um, and there's a couple in the church, if you've seen a newborn baby, they're pretty helpless, aren't they? Think here the creator of the world humbled himself because of love for you and I to become and to be born a helpless baby. That is humility right there, and that is love. 
But in Luke chapter 2, and look in verse 8, we are going to look at something else that reminds us what Christmas is all about. It's all about love. It's all about giving. And in verse 8, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe laying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherd returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. The other aspect of Christmas is what happens when we understand the love of God the Father, the love of Jesus, the the joy that overtakes us. Christmas should be about joy, not because, oh, it's a wonderful time to get Together with family, you know, the song says it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, there are a lot of earthly things that are fun and exciting about Christmas. But what should fill us with joy is, were it not for this time that we celebrate, we would still be lost and in sin. We are remembering the love of God for us. And joy is the natural response to understanding God's love for you. When you understand how much God loves you, it's not, oh, that's nice, you know, as the child that opens the gift, ah, toss it over, over there. I, I don't really care. No. Joy is the natural response to understanding God's love. And when we are not filled with joy in remembering Christmas, it shows that we are not fully understanding we are not thinking about the greatness of this gift now every year and maybe you've heard already there's probably uh, stores that have told their employees you know don't say merry christmas it seems like every year this this happens right you hear you're not supposed to say merry christmas you might offend someone say happy holidays we can allow those things to, oh, I can't believe there. There used to be a time where everybody said Merry Christmas and it was okay to. Don't marvel at the world not understanding the joy of Christmas. To many of them, it's not a happy time. To many of them, they're thinking, man, I'm going to have to spend money on relatives I don't really care for. I'm going to have to go to family get-togethers. You know, my uncle will probably... Uh, say something offensive and cause somebody else to get mad and there'll be a fight to take. For many people, it's not a happy time. 
And they don't understand and they don't know the love of Christ. And so don't be surprised that the world doesn't understand the joy of Christmas. It is your job and my job to show them why we have this joy. It's a great opportunity for us. Man, what, what are you so cheery about? Let me tell you, I am excited about Christmas. I get to celebrate the greatest gift. I get to celebrate God sending his son, the savior of the world. Don't you say, oh, I just love Christmas time. No, use it as an opportunity to share with them the love of the savior. You know, some, some people in this account that we just read, whose lives were transformed, were the first recipients of this good news here after the Christ was born. And look who it was. It says in verse 8, Now there were in the same country shepherds out in their fields. Shepherds at this time were not a well-thought-of group. They were, dist- they were not trusted. Um, they were often thought to be kind of a wild bunch. Um, probably thought that they spent too much time out in the field talking to their sheep and were kind of strange. You know, so you can't trust what the shepherds are going to say. Um, they were not allowed to give testimony uh, in the courts because they were not trusted. And isn't it interesting that God saw fit to come to the shepherds? And what does he say? You know, we bring you good tidings of great joy. These people who were not well thought of, God saw fit to bring them the great news. Now, uh, this is better than than any notification you would have gotten on your phone. I mean, think of the the delivery that they got. This isn't they, they saw something in the newspaper about this. The angels delivered this message to them. Behold, we bring you good tidings of great joy. They brought them this great news of the Savior's birth. You know, later we, we, Christ even refers to himself as the good shepherd. And that the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And even though they were looked down upon by men, they were not looked down upon by God. You know, there's people, and hopefully no one here today, that... Man, how could God ever use me? The shepherds could have thought that. They could have thought, man, we're just shepherds. Nobody likes us. Uh, They won't even trust what we say. But God brought them this message. And they were the first ones to go and see the Christ. And it says, good tidings of great joy to all people. Not just those who were of a certain knowledge and understanding, even to the shepherds who were looked down upon by many. So he says, he brings this message to the, to the shepherds, and I, he says, Good tidings of great joy to all people, for unto you is born this day a Savior. Now, he gives three different things here. He says, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior, meaning he has come to save his people from their sins. Christ, meaning the anointed one, the king, the ruler. And Lord speaks of his divine nature, referring to him as being God. Now think of the message that is given. I bring you the news of salvation, 
the king, the ruler, the creator is being born. And what does he say? You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. He doesn't say you're going to find Mary, who is highly favored. You're going to find Joseph. You're going to find this this cute little stable that that. No, the whole emphasis is on the Christ. Martin Luther said the mystery of the humanity of Christ that he sunk himself into our flesh is beyond all human understanding. So the mystery that Christ sunk down and became flesh is beyond what we can fully understand. So the good news of great joy came to the shepherds. A savior is born. The redemption plan that God had set in in the very beginning was coming to earth. And he said, I bring you peace. Peace for all mankind who trust in the Savior. So today I want to ask you, when you think of Christmas, do you think, man, we, I am so blessed to be able to have God's word that I can read the, the Christmas account, that I can look and say, man, I can celebrate and have the Spirit dwelling in me, and I can celebrate that the Savior is born. Can you look to that? Or do you look... Oh, I need to get this done for Christmas. I need to get this done. If I don't make this Christmas goodies, my fa- these Christmas goodies, my family will complain. I need to uh, make something for our neighbors. And you allow things to overwhelm you and to steal your joy. Christmas is about the love of the Father. Christmas is about him loving you so much that he gave. So my question is, are you filled with love? Not, oh, I'm just so full of love. Do you know the Father? Do you know his love for you? And when we understand this, it will fill our hearts with joy. But then I want to challenge you this Christmas season. I want to challenge you to find somebody that doesn't, and this, listen, because this could apply to anyone. Somebody that doesn't deserve your giving to them. Somebody that doesn't deserve your love. Or maybe I should say somebody that it's difficult for you to uh, show love to. And I want you to find something nice that you can do for them. Not just to, oh, I'm going to do something nice. But because God's love caused him to give to you. Give to me. When we were not deserving. And so find someone that doesn't deserve. And practice the love of Christ by giving to them. Find something that you can do for them. Maybe it will be a neighbor that's hard to get along with. Maybe it's somebody here in the church. That, Man, I just, I just can't see eye to eye with that person. Find somebody that you have trouble showing love to and show them the love of Christ. Christmas is not about what we get. It's about remembering what was given. So are you filled with joy this morning? The Savior is come. We do not have any reason to be upset. You have been forgiven. But then, lastly, look at, look at what the shepherds did. Uh, Luke chapter 2. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem. Well, first of all, they didn't sit around and, man, can you believe those angels, oh, wow, that song was just beautiful. 
I mean, I have never heard singing like that. We've we've never sung that. No, it says that as soon as they heard this, I mean, they they left and went to see to see the Christ. Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Let us go and let us see this. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. After they had gone, they went and they told everyone what they had seen and what they had heard. As a follower of Christ, this is exactly what you should be doing, what I should be doing this Christmas season. Let me tell you why this is the greatest time of the year. Let me tell you why I love Christmas. Christ, God sent his son for us. It says that the shepherds went about preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. And it said all those that heard it marveled at the things that that they heard. They were sharing the gospel with others. They were sharing the good news that the Savior had been born. And in that last verse we read, it says that they returned glorifying and praising God. They were filled with the joy of the Lord. So this week, this next couple weeks, find someone that maybe you have trouble showing love to. Find something that you can do for them and and show them the love of God. And then as people come into your life, as you go throughout your week, say, Lord, I want to be like the shepherds in telling the good news to everyone. Help me to have the joy of you in my life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so blessed that we have your word that we can open, that we can look to, that we can see how you had prophesied of your son's birth and how that was exactly fulfilled. And we can look to how uh, Jesus was born miraculously, how uh, he gave his life freely, and then how he rose again victoriously. Lord, thank you that we have your word, that we can know all of these things. Thank you for allowing us to have that. Thank you for allowing us to know the greatness of this gift. Lord, help us not to be selfish with it. Help us uh, not to let the cares of this life take away our joy. Lord, may we be shining lights for you. Lord, I pray that you would help each of us this week that we would look for maybe the unlovely to, uh, to show your love to. Lord, you loved us when we were unlovely. And you gave to us when we were unlovely. Help us to show that same love. Lord, we give you thanks for, uh, for the gift of your son. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's stand together with our heads.